We've got a fun episode. Nobody loves talking about PPP more than we do, but pretty quickly we do find ourselves talking about social media and how it's possible to get off of social media as a business owner. So I hope you enjoy that. Before we get started, I want to mention Floathelm. Floathelm is the software designed for float centers for all of your scheduling. One of the things that I think I rarely mention when talking about Floathelm is how it's been integrated for your tablets and your iPads so that you can give people a waiver without using any paper. They can read everything about it while they're, for, in our case, oftentimes sitting outside. We're living mid-COVID uh, or you know, inside, read everything, uh, sign it digitally, and you don't have to store any papers, no file cabinets. It gets stored into Floathelm. What's really cool is that it's linked up with Helm, so it's not just some random document that they have to pull up, type in their name. It automatically knows who's coming in, and you can select them, then hand them the tablet. It already has their information, and they just have to click a sign button. Super cool. I love it. Floathelm does all sorts of things right, including this one. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to check it out. Also, Max Floats. These guys are pushing the advertising game beyond what most float centers are doing. They're not just trying to bring people in for a single float and see if they like it. They're bringing people in for an entire wellness program. They have this robust system for people to not only come in for a float, but continue floating as part of the float program. It's really interesting. I highly recommend that you investigate it. Maximumfloats.com is where you want to go to check this out. These guys... (laughs) These guys work their butts off, and they're working their butts off so that you can get people into your float centers. Again, I highly recommend checking it out. Maximumfloats.com is where you want to get started. Let's start this very silly episode. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. I am one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my lovely wife, Sandra, and we have more than spent all of our PPP money, and I will say a lot more of that went to build out than went to employees, and I'll, I'll elaborate on that more in just a minute. This is Kim Hannon. I own a Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband, Graham, and our PPP was... Long, long, long gone. <laughs> this is Glory. Oh. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float. <laughs> I, I, did. I also laugh. got a bunch of PPP money and I spent it on um, a little bit of employee stuff, but I I don't know how much I should say. I spent it. <laughs> a, yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking, I'm not sure. What I should say about it, Dylan. <laughs> but I did get PPP money. I did spend it all, and oh, I appropriately boy. used it. Yeah, that oh. was our episode. We're just going to end it right there. Yes. Apparently, we got some legal trouble. <laughs> like, drawing attention right down to the audience. So, uh, We've got like, these intros on, intros on lockdown. We've got this yeah. dialed. We are done. <laughs> Gloria. This is Gloria Morris of Float 60. And uh, yes, we have very carefully spent every penny of the money that we've received, but uh, we do have a tiny, tiny bit set aside uh, left because we still haven't uh, opened one of our locations out of the four. So there's some funds earmarked for that that haven't been spent. Got it. Well, 
um, if I may, I'll just go ahead and get this ball rolling here. Um, PPP was great. I was, I was um, a little, I don't know what the word is, I don't know if reticent to give credit where credit is due or what it is, but um, I was pretty pleased with the PPP and what they offered us. I don't think it was intended to last as long as it has, and it kind of seems like there should be another stimulus. Um, I'm, I've talked about it before, but like restaurants in particular, are like for me, the biggest barometer for like businesses failing because their their margins are so slim. And I've seen so many close around me. I've had so many friends shut down their restaurants and, and food carts, and um, it's such a bummer. Uh, but to see them impacted also to me indicates that other people are struggling as well. And I've seen other, you know, lots of businesses are closing and um, co we're, we're mid COVID. We've established that on the show. There's no post COVID yet. Um, people are more reluctant to leave the house. They're just more reluctant to um, take part in the niceties, you know, the, not the necessities. So um, I would like to see more, but with that being said, we totally used up that money. Um, we were already going to be doing remodeling, so the timing was pretty interesting. Um, it actually it would have been nicer if the timing had worked out a little more during the closure. But we did a lot of our remodeling after uh, we, you know, the state gave the or the city and state gave the go ahead to start doing um, floats again. But um, anyway, we did not use all the money that we needed to for employees, and we're trying to last minute jettison out as much money as we can towards our employees, give as many hours as possible. The problem is we kind of caught ourselves in a, I don't know if catch 22 is the right, right word, but or phrasing, but um, we wanted to give as few hours as possible so that they could stay on unemployment and get their, their unemployment COVID pay. And that kind of is biting us in the butt a little bit because then we're like, okay, guys, we, we need you to come in. And there's been a little bit of reticence for people coming back. And it's been hard to just ramp things back up to full throttle. Not that, and we talked about this last week, we don't want to go full throttle like we were doing before, but new, new full throttle, new normal, um, which is an easier pace, but it's still a number of hours that we need people to work and so far, that's not happening, which means it's not just like, oh, there's this money in the bank that we have to give back. It's like the money that we spent, we have to give back. So um, we're starting to kind of stress about that. Like, So Dylan, I'm curious, for those folks who are, are a little hesitant to come back to work, are you planning to keep them? Are you, like, is it just one of those, like, we want to ride it out a little longer? Can, can I pull a Drew on this one? It's a little odd to talk about publicly when I've been yeah. talking about it with employees. Um, but I will say everybody is absolutely welcome to come back. Um, mm -hmm. we, we want everybody to come back. Does that answer? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great. Um, Kim, spending yeah. your PPP. Yeah, we, so we were early in the game. We were one of the first ones to actually apply. Um, and then we got our money pretty quickly overall. Um, and then all of it was used to pay my husband's salary. And our one part-timer that we have on, even though he wasn't working, we continued to pay him because it's honestly just a few hours a week. And so that was it. You know, I don't get paid for working at the float center. So the little bit of money that we did get, you know, we got $10,000 and that was it. And so that just covered Graham's salary, you know, while we were closed. And then, wow. um, you know, we were, again, the first people to apply for forgiveness. 
sent that in forever ago. And then they changed all the rules and extended how long you had to use it and all of that. But I mean, we sent it in so long ago, actually, Graham and I were talking today that, um, like, was it forgiven? Did we ever hear back? I don't know. We haven't heard anything, but, um, it was just, Oh man. It was really (laughs) helpful to get, you know, his salary paid for, uh, during that time that we're closed. But then that was it for us. Wow. My PPP story is short. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's short, but it's also a little intense and that's, that's different than my story where we Mm -hmm. got a lot more money than that. And, and it really helped us out. That's not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Dylan, can I ask real quick, did you have 24 weeks to pay? Cause I did mine early and I only had eight weeks. Mine was gone before they even said they, you could extend it to 24 weeks. So did you fall into did you get yours when you knew you could extend it out 24 weeks? And are you still within that window? We are just about to get to the outside of that window. We're, we're just coming to that window. Um, but we, we didn't know about the extension when we got it. Um, it was a little bit after that. Um, and I remember you were like, I've already spent mine. Like, man, yeah. they, they announced that. Like, that doesn't help me at all. Yeah. Um, for, for us, it was a godsend. Like it really helped. We were like, how do we possibly spend this much money? We're closed. You know, like it didn't even make sense to us. Right. And then, you know, like I, again, mentioned this last week, we're, we're pumping the brakes, right? Like we only have one person on staff at a time. We're doing staggered floats. We only have three float tanks running at the moment. And so for us, it's also like, how am I supposed to pay that much out when we've modified our business practices based on existing in a COVID environment, you know? Uh, so Dylan, my bank actually told me I could give myself a raise. So really? I gave myself a raise. Yeah, I asked that question. Did, did they say how much? We didn't discuss that. You well, don't discuss would... details, Dylan. You don't. T- Sometimes you just a wink and a nod is all you need. Okay, that's it. Cool. Well, it I gotta that. call my bank because I can ask. I could can you give yourself a raise? Yeah. Yes, well, what if you were planning on that. giving yourself a raise anyway? So I didn't. You know, I kept it so that it wasn't unreasonable. But I have my wife on staff, so she, yeah. you know, she's on getting paid, um, and I paid my employees. But yeah, I gave myself a little bump because. I was planning, and I'm using some air quotes here, but I was planning on giving myself a raise anyway. I was up in profits. I was killing it. Things were awesome yeah, in January yeah, yeah. and February. I was about to pay myself more, which is the, was my goal. It was my third year. I'm getting into my groove, right? So, um, yeah, my bank, they looked into it. I asked the guy, hey, can I give myself a raise? And he said, yeah, you can give yourself a raise. And I left it at that. Right. I didn't push any envelopes, but yeah, I made it so I could spend my money. Cool. That's that's great to know. That's great yeah. to know. Dylan, did you also use it for partial expenses like rent and other things? Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah. where most okay. of it went. Yeah, okay, for good. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were they were discussing with this new Heroes Act that you know has been sitting. Ah, Gloria, this is why we make sure you're on these episodes. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, been, I just spoke over. They've you. been discussing like the notion of. Um, First of all, they're saying like so many businesses are being stressed with the notion of applying for this forgiveness, right? Because it's a convoluted process, but they're That's what I, talking yes, yes. about forgiving, doing an auto forgive for any loans under $50,000. And then there's some other plan, and I'm not sure where this is spelled out. I read it somewhere that if it's 150000 or if it's between fifty and one fifty, then there'd be a one-page you know, certification that it went towards without any other documentation. So I I think that, you know, what they're finding is that, yes, this should have been uh, 
a shorter term pro program and because it's yes. longer term and nobody of, had any yeah uh, nobody flipping had any clue. clue what to yes yeah. oh my so, god so given that instead of like yes. doing another program which they're talking about doing but um they're trying to you know be a little bit more lenient on the payback terms because oh god so i'm so glad news. to hear that that's yeah. very good news but it's not if, that's not if it happens yeah right. exactly it's just that's what they're and and so when you say they <laughs> who are they well, our our lovely government right now, right? Yeah, so, is it, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just heard some news today about uh, um, I, I didn't hear anything. Co COVID relief yeah. funds, a second round of COVID relief funds, and I don't know if that's yeah. baked into the same thing. Uh, I hate it's to bring politics into it. It probably. Yeah, um, so yeah. Trump was saying, um, obviously the Democrats were not um, arguing in good faith or you know negotiating in good faith. Um, so right. he, he's pushing off any um, yeah, of that until after the election, after the election I heard that. Uh, which would be very, very bad for the float shoppy. Mm. Um, well, it could well. be good too, because, you know, these requirements to apply for forgiveness within that window, I think will be more lenient automatically if it is extended and there's no additional help. Okay. Right? I, mean, I mean, that's one way to that look at it. Sounds good. It's it's weird. It's it's pretty wild to, to just ask every business that exists to just have all their T's crossed and I's dotted on this one. Yeah. Um, and it really made a lot of sense when they extended. I know. I, I feel Drew gritting his teeth every time we talk about it. But when they extended the it out yeah. um, for employee pay and increased the amount, um, that that was it just made sense, right? Because it was just such a crazy time. Nobody knew it was happening. Businesses weren't even open yet. Um, so hopefully this is, this is real because I, I don't know as a business person, even how I was supposed to plan this out. You know, I guess, I, I guess technically I could have, but I didn't know how much revenue was coming in. I, I don't mm -hmm. know. It's just, it's still such a guessing game right absolutely. now, you know, even though, you know, for the most part we're up, there are days that are just like, Whoa, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, and we just, we can't depend on it. Um, even though things are good, it's just everything just feels so uncertain now and for the next few months that it's really hard to make any solid business decisions. Yeah. We in Chicago, I mean, I, I just calculated the numbers uh, for September and we're down 55%. Mm. So I love hearing stories that some people are up, mm -hmm. but we... We do in you? the city of Chicago are not. <laughs> no, I do, you know, because you just don't want to have the whole of industry. Course. Yes. You yeah. want to hear some, uh, I mean, that's very encouraging when you hear that some float centers are doing well because it validates my belief that when these things pass in, in terms of like the civil unrest and everything that's going on in the cities, um, that it should bounce back. And, you know, obviously... But who knows with COVID if it's going to have a resurgence. But yeah, it's it's encouraging. But um, yeah, for us, it's definitely uh, devastating. Yeah. And last week I had shared a little bit about, you know, us being a little bit up from um, September of 2019. Mm -hmm. And now that the month has closed, um, we closed just at 13% over last year. And so for the past three months, uh, July, August, and September, we were about 13 to the 13 to 14% up each month over but last now, year. Can validate so. this for me because you've been mm -hmm. open how many months now? I mean, I know it's over a year, but you just. Yeah, we're coming up on our two year in November. Two years. 
Mm-hmm. And she also pivoted when, when every mm-hmm. float center closed, she started selling products yeah. online too, packages. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I think really So we still came smart. in way, way down during those months, but yeah. that, that revenue helped just to keep us afloat. Um, you know, sure. it was going to be a total crash. So yeah, we, we were still down, but I mean, honestly, to be down 30% um, <laughs> during yeah. a month that we were completely closed like totally closed for a whole month and we we're only down 30 percent um yeah. year over year so yeah yeah, yeah that helps. And, and gloria um actually kim and drew i'm not sure if i misspoke to you guys because i know we talked about it a little bit before we recorded but i actually record i recorded an intro to last week's episode to clarify what i said during the show when i was doing the editing i realized it sounded like i said our, our revenue had dropped 30 percent our revenue had dropped 60%. We were doing 30% of the revenue of last year. It's absolutely insane. So um, I'm not sure if you guys understood that or not, but um, it's not as terrifying as it sounds because we have um, reduced costs drastically, like only having one person on staff. We're not doing laundry anymore. Um, We're fully booked up, which is great. Like it took a little bit, but people are floating. It's awesome. And we only have three tanks running, um, which, you know, that's yeah. mixed thing there. But um, so things are okay. Oh, and way limited hours. Did I already explain that? And yeah, we're, we're pushing same. our hours back out, um, which is nice. We just need employees to work those hours, you know. Yeah. Whew. Um, so does it, so, wow, Gloria, that, um, that throws me quite a bit in like a good way of the potential of this not just being a whole. I mean, part of my language, but just a complete shit show is is kind of what I was anticipating. Oh, um, don't don't take my word for it. it yes, it'll be a massive shit show. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I try to remain somewhat optimistic despite all of the issues that have been thrown our way. I still have some glimmer of hope that they're going to do the right thing for all these businesses. To, it just makes you know, sense. Just at least let them tread water, right? I mean, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so funny. Like, not only would the paperwork be for for that previous stuff, but businesses need another boost, right? Yeah. Some kind of stimulus, something to to keep these businesses operating, uh, because people are afraid. I mean, let's say COVID isn't bad at all. People think it's bad. P- people are afraid. People aren't leaving the house as much. That's really the only thing that matters, and that's impacting our businesses. I, and I've said it before, but I think we are in a pretty good place as float center owners. Like, we get to. Uh, write new protocols, make sure that we're as safe as possible. And it's, you know, one person in a room and it's not, uh, I don't know, retail shopping with a whole bunch of people or a yoga class, which actually a lot of yoga places are opening up too, but I still think it's intimidating for people, uh, even, you know, yoga with masks on, um, whether it's safe or not. I don't know. I guess anytime you're leaving the house, you're increasing your risk. Um, you know, I was going to bring up one more thing that I'm shocked nobody is talking about. And talk that about it. is... The, the program with the SBA, for those of us that have SBA loans, there was a six-month automatic grant, really, to take care of your payments. The SBA just made your payments for you on your existing loans. We're not talking about disaster loans. We're talking about traditional 7A loans um, or whatever you know loans you might have. And so when that six months came up, I expected some kind of buzz in the media about this Hmm. really killing businesses. I mean, now we have gone back to paying our loans, right? Right. With a, you know, a fourth of the revenue. Right. And I I can't imagine 
there's not a shit ton of people out there who are on the brink of going out of business right now because of that alone. Right. Right. Just carrying, you know, servicing that debt with a fraction of the revenue. It's just, I don't know how we're not talking about that. So in the Heroes Act, I've been looking for nuggets of information, but if you Google, um, you know, debt forgiveness, it always goes towards PPP, PPP, PPP. Uh-huh. It's not talking anything about existing loans. So I don't know if any of you have heard anything or I know it doesn't apply to anything. Yeah. Anecdotally, I've seen a couple of small businesses who have more recently decided to to shut down. You know, there was a little bit of a wave mm. before. Very and then I feel like we're we're kind of in another bit of a wave. Um, I don't know if it's related to that, but, you know, my gut says it might be. To me, it ha- there's got to be a there's mm-hmm. a huge percent that, um, you know, oh, that breaks my heart. And it's so bad for the economy. It's That just wrecks everybody. It's such right. a heartbreaking thing. Um, you know, not just the business owners and the employees. Um, so I haven't been on social media a whole lot. Have you seen in the Float Collective, are more float centers closing? Because there was definitely a rash of them months ago. Is that continuing to happen? I saw... Not necessarily in the float collective, but I did see a few more tanks and equipment for sale in the buy sell right. trade groups um, right. where people were saying they were closing or they were pivoting, getting rid of their float and focusing on other parts of their businesses. So, um, and I've been interesting fact on that. I've been kind of tracking everybody who's announced their closures, and I think all but two have been open four years. And there's something about that four-year huh. mark that a lot of them Don't were four that. years. Take it back. It, Take it back. It was just an interesting trend. And I'm trying to figure out, is it, yeah, is it, well, <laughs> South Loop? I mean. <laughs> South Loop is not. South Loop is two years. Yeah. Well, but that's, that, that could be your yeah. umbrella. But I'm just curious, like, is there a reason for that? Kind of like what Gloria was saying before, where businesses are now being expected to pay their loans back. Like, is there something about that four-year mark? I don't know. Psychologically, uh, it feels like a shit or get off the pot. Like, do I want to keep doing this? Am I willing to yeah, completely be, reinvest in my business yeah, and, and yeah. keep this going? Or am I, be, am I and, fried? Yeah. And especially be. with all that's, all the heaviness that's coming with 2020 right. and surviving this pandemic as a business owner, let alone as an individual. So the zombies will be out soon. Yeah. It may be, you know, commiserate with the lease terms too. I bet a lot of people who have leases are going to opt to not renew. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's gotta be a logical uh, explanation, but a lot of float centers have longer lease terms like me with my tenure in the South loop. Woohoo. When we just agreed to uh, renew for another five once our tenure is up. So more wahoo. Wow. Mainly because we just don't want to take the tanks out of the rooms. <laughs> right. it's, like, ah, it's easier to yeah. just run a business for five more years than <laughs> remove these things. <laughs> so, you guys, and this is not part of this theme, I realize. Yeah. But, so I'm going through that right now with the South Loop. If I close, hmm. I'm going to have an Orion, a uh, zero, zero Body, a Affilion, and two wave rooms for sale because I don't are think I'm those, gonna... either of those waves couples. Nope. Okay. Mm. Uh, nope. Almost made a deal. <laughs> almost out of sale. Damn. Damn. But I'm thinking Push them to together. myself, holy hell, like the notion of 
pulling those things right. out of there, Ugh. it it's more overwhelming than the actual uh, cease of belief. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to keep it running then. <laughs> Pull a Dylan. I mean, it's oh, crazy, right? It is crazy. Well, now that, I mean, it sounds like the PPP combo did, wasn't going as long as I anticipated. As long as we're uh, tangenting here, um, I would like to fully commit to exiting Facebook. Um, this is a big old tangent. I can't stand it. Um, you, you probably didn't hear about it. I didn't hear about it until I have a friend had a friend explain <laughs> that this happened. But the former um, head of, I believe it was advertising at Facebook, talked about in front of Congress, he was questioned and talked about how it, they designed it to be polarizing. The, the more um, extreme content, as he, I believe he put it, um, extreme being polarizing, engaged people more, kept the doom scroll, the commenting, more engagement, people needed to sign in over and over. Um, and it's, he says he didn't realize they were essentially creating um, a civil war, like potential civil war. And I think he actually used those words. So um, there was no levity about it. Um, if, if I didn't already hate Facebook and was disgusted by it, like now I'm just like, I can't, I cannot participate in this anymore. Um, so, and, and all their marketing, oh God, and the disgusting marketing things they do and illegal practices. I just think they're just, oh, just horrible. Anyway. Um, Have you watched The Social Dilemma yet? No, and I, I'm not going to. It's, it's there are a few I cannot watch. I yeah. can't watch Social Dilemma you, and The Handmaid's Tale. You should. I, well. Yeah, uh, you should watch it. Though, I already live in a dark about world. <laughs> I don't. No, but the the thought process behind it is actually really. You can get into the business mindset of why they did it, and to understand how sometimes those business decisions led to a different outcome. You know, it was a oh. solid, solid business decision to do those things, and it wasn't. Yes. Honestly, I don't. I I don't think anybody was sitting in a room saying like we want to create this evil empire and you no, know, this thing yes, to pit exactly. people against each other. That's definitely not where it started. But the algorithm following the engagement, the money, yeah, and the algorithms exactly. that are and the, automatically. And now the algorithms like are self-operating, and you know, no one really can describe exactly what's happening with the algorithms. <sighs> And so that's the piece. Skynet is way more boring than anticipated. Well, you know, it's funny because Graham and I were talking about that, how like we all thought that this whole like artificial intelligence taking over was going to be like the movie iRobot or Terminator. And it's all of these robots taking over. But it's really subtly that it's our computers changing the way we think. It's not that these big robots are like running around around us. It's they're helping to reprogram the way we think. And that's. Wow. Which makes way more sense. Not to like go even further here. Well, I'm going to. Yeah. Is why would robots ever take a human form? All that stuff. That's such silly sci-fi. Like once you're thinking with a computer brain, there's no reason to hold yourself to anything that the way our brains would operate. Like anyway, uh, uh, good sci-fi talk. Uh, Drew, did you want to add something before we? <laughs> this might not be relevant, but last. <laughs> it sounds like nothing's night. relevant. Why not? No, I know. Wait, <laughs> last night, I kid you not. <laughs> I was doing an. I took an Instagram video of my dog, and when I hit the thing to like pick music to put along with it, the first song that popped up was "Dogs" by Pink Floyd, and that song was never a suggested song. I didn't even know that song existed. This thing knew I was taking a video of my dog. I didn't well, say that's anything. Easy. That's yeah. easy. It's easy. That's facial recognition for your pup. <laughs> But messed up. Be, it's messed, messed up. up. I was talking yeah. to um, 
Sandra about Hamilton. This was about a month or two ago. And then I laid down on the couch, brought up the Facebook. And what do I see? Advertisements for uh, Hamilton t-shirts or something like that. You know, Hamilton meme t-shirt. That stuff creeps me out. Creeps so me bad. out. Okay. It's so I up. have to be the devil's <laughs> advocate here for just a like, second. Come okay? on, Gloria. Because I, I too watch Social Dilemma. And Let's course, hear it, Big Data. You know, I'm, I'm part of this machine. Yeah. But, you know, I... You quoted some things, Dylan, that are sound bites from the social dilemma. So I don't know where oh, weird. you uh-huh. saw that, but the, the one guy, I think he was the guy from, um, originally he was with Pinterest and I think he was with, uh, he might've been a Google guy, but he ended up saying that he fears civil war, right? Uh-huh. But part of that show does really kind of illustrate that there was good intent. And as with anything, there are bad actors that get a hold of the, you know, the framework to use something good for bad. And that's, I really believe that. I do not believe in, I guess I'm just Pollyanna here, that there are people maniacally trying to, you know, ruin our lives by polarizing people to this extreme. Yeah. Right. But the machine is built, yeah. right? And now the machine's yeah. out of control. Right. So I, I don't think there's any, there's not a Dr. Evil on the other side. <laughs> Uh, but of that's the world. What, it would suggest that you felt that way in the very beginning of this call. No, I think that. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is is Doctor Evil, but I think the real life Doctor <laughs> Evils are different. In yeah. that they're like, how do I make money? Right. So it, if morality exactly is damned, he's... how do I make money? Yeah. And, you need to watch and, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds it like I wrote the movie. No, yeah. No, it's but that, very interesting. Uh, yeah. So, okay, can we reel it back? Pieces. I love this conversation. We should all smoke some weed and talk about this <laughs> on another episode. But um, is it possible for me to exit Facebook but stay in the Float Collective and manage my... Because, like, there is a Facebook... No. You're all shaking your head. Okay. Nope. So I just oh, need to turn all notifications off. Have no... I'm in. Yeah. You're That's in. The, they keep... Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in, yeah. Jerry. That's how back they designed the it. Oh, yeah, boy. they used to have a Facebook... Uh, groups app and I loved it because I could just go interact in my groups and it was and then you could use pages manager for just your pages but the groups app was killed uh I think they pulled the plug on it about a year and a half two years ago and I think it was for that reason that people were just using groups and not using you know the personal feed um but nope but you can unfollow everybody except the collective Dylan Uh, why don't we Try to focus on the positive of what you get out of being there. You get to see all of our beautiful faces. I love we it. Comment and we love your photos. People find your photos. You and have built kids. an amazing business for your photography solely through the support of the collective and Facebook. Not solely, but for the pur- purpose of yep. that particular project, right? Yep. Yep. So, so there's good. There is good, yeah, okay. and and that's why the the float shop. Like again, like if I was just all high and mighty and righteous, the float shop wouldn't be on Facebook, you know. But I advertise. Be, I spend. That would be silly, right? I give them my money. It'd be silly, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's this dance with the devil just to play, you know. It is one of the big pieces in the social dilemma was the the uh, guy who was ultimately responsible for monetizing Facebook in the beginning. That was such a huge piece of figuring out how to monetize this platform. They knew they wanted to offer it for free. And as he said, advertising was the most elegant solution. And what they are actually selling isn't data about 
us. It is us. Uh-huh. It, it's our, you know, our thoughts, our behavior, our actions. Sure. That's actually what they're selling. It's not your photos and right. the stories you tell. It's not any of that. It's it's us. So I don't know if you should watch it after all. I'm, I I don't know. I, I went into it expecting it. To, yeah, I went into it expecting it to be like really like heavy anti-social media this is awful and you need to turn it off but I feel like I actually learned a lot maybe that's just because I'm you know in the social media mindset all of the time so so yeah I'm showing this book online it's called Irresistible Uh and Joe Rogan's actually reading this right now I've had it for a while I haven't read it yet it's been sitting on my bookshelf the rise of addictive technology in the business of keeping us hooked nice is the uh book Mm. we should have a book club we should have a book club. Because our businesses, right, it's so relevant to our <laughs> businesses, right? I don't <laughs> really You know what? I, I audio books, too. Yeah, audio books. books. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that is a really good idea. I, I like that idea. Because this well, is very relevant to our it business, is. right? Like, what if Facebook didn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If we were all forced to come off social media, how would that impact our particular industry? And Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a story, yeah. It's a conversation for another pod, but right. I have I yeah. have people all the time who come in and say, "Oh, someone I know posted it on Facebook." Happens exactly. all the time, and yep. it kind of gets me a little bit. I'm like, yeah. the like necessary evil because it is Facebook has done a great job of making it a primary source of communication oh, in yeah. our current culture, right? So. Yeah. It is what it is. I don't know how you get away from it Let's, unless someone mm-hmm. starts a new platform that's less intrusive and in We'll call it Google Plus. Data. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I like it. It sounds catchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, every once in a while there is like a new platform and we're like, no advertising, you know, it's not going to be, but then <laughs> there's no funding for it and nobody nobody joins. Like they've got their hooks in deep and they also have this easy ability to be like, Instagram's hot, cool, we just own you or we shut you down. Like they can just, once you have a monopoly, like they are going to do everything they can to protect that. So even if there was a competitor, I can't believe that they would have much of a fighting chance unless it was a Google or somebody like that. Um, And I think, well, anyway, um, let's see here. Yeah, wow, good content. (laughs) That was a fun little pivot. Yeah. Um, nothing to do with PPP, but that's okay. It's, it's, PPP. It works. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you're showing me that book, and it makes me think of uh, doom scrolling, as it's called right now. Yeah. Um, I, I read a while ago they were contemplating um, legislation for websites needing to have pages because people are more likely to stop reading if you have to click, you know, page two or whatever. Um, if it's just endless scrolling, you'll you'll just do it forever. But um, Again, the monopolies kind of own things so that we won't be seeing that happening anytime. Yeah. Huh. So to the PPP thing, I don't know if I said this last week, but but way to bring it back. Did I did I say it on air or off that um I got the link to see how to pay it back and they were asking like reverse positive negative questions. And oh I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes, I didn't do that. So do I answer yes or no? I'm not really sure. I'm, it's brutal. It's just brutal. Gloria, how is anybody supposed to do this? How is every business owner across the U.S. supposed to do this? Well, I think that's the point they're trying right? to... I think we're going to hear in the next week or so whether or not there's automatic forgiveness. That's what I read. So and I shouldn't fill my note. Will you post about that on Facebook, though? 
when you when you know, just post it on Facebook. Tag Dylan. Of course I know. <laughs> Will do. It's good stuff. Force you to good come stuff. to the page. It will not text you. Email yeah. me, would you? <laughs> Email. Just fax him. <laughs> Dylan at DuckDuckGo.com. So let me ask you guys this. If there was another PPP available to you with some kind of term like eight weeks or, you know, let's just say 24 weeks, would you do it again? Yeah. Come to Papa. Yeah, yeah, it's free money. Free money? Why would I Definitely. say no free money, no, Gloria? No, it's not free money. I mean, would uh, you have the ability to spend it, it in the way? Well, it's not free until it's forgiven. <laughs> you have right? to qualify for that forgiveness, sure. right? Well, Uncle the Sam two dumb guys giving... on the show are just saying, yeah, yeah here, like... give me money, give me money. Kim's like, uh, hmm, I don't uh. <laughs> nephew Drew. Nephew Drew would take Uncle Sam's money and give himself another raise <laughs> okay. that I've right. deserved that's, for such a hard... Yep, okay. How would I possibly say no to paperwork when I could get potentially yeah. any amount of money to pay my employees? Well, Kim, what are you... I... Go ahead, Go Gloria. Ahead. No, I was just going to say that I think... I found it really shocking that all the Reddit subreddits I've read on this, there's so many people who had the opportunity to take money that didn't. Huh? Yeah. For some That's reason, brutal. I, I don't know why they wouldn't take the chance of getting a grant. Right. They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. I mean, I guess that's a mindset that's out there, right? It's just this do it yourself, your own <laughs> bootstraps. Like, I'll take the money. Kim, did you have anything? No, you know, I'm just thinking like if if we had any additional opportunities, paying myself would probably be good. Right. Um, (laughs) But if, yeah, if there was some other way that we could use the money, you know, looking at marketing or, um, you know, things like that, and maybe, you know, that's, that's a big push for us moving into Q4 is doing a lot more advertising than what we've historically done. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's probably... That's it, you know. I don't like paperwork. All right. Nobody does. Yeah. I make Nobody Graham do does. it, honestly. Do you really? Is, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh. Yeah. I, that's one place where I was like, I'm just going to delegate that. And he was like, all right, I got it. We always talk about delegation. Nice work, Kim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way that we work is I figure out what needs to be done, what I do, and then push a bunch off to him, and I keep a bunch, and that's it. All right. Beautiful. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, this was a nice, succinct show on uh, social me- on uh, PPP. <laughs> so I'm glad that we talked about this. Is there anything else you guys want to cover about anything? Like really anything? Favorite cereals? Like usually. We, we... <laughs> quark. Quark. Can we talk a minute about breakfast or no? <laughs> No. We, we certainly can. Um, let me just stop the recording we button here for long. one second. And then <laughs> we can talk all night about Muselex. Yeah. And you guys, we will. We're, we're about to. We're going to stop recording and we're about to dive into that. <laughs> Before we go, and I, I feel bad that I haven't been mentioning this for the last few weeks, uh, the industry survey is out and it ends yeah. this Friday. If you're listening to this, what, what day is that? I can't look it up that right fast. Right now. Yeah, basically, basically right now or tomorrow, if you're listening to this as it comes out, please fill out the industry survey. What an important year to gleam this information. Um, What a wild, wild, wild time. And honestly, like my um, self-serving, not that self-serving, but my interest is actually a couple of years from now having this data and just being able to look 
at this curve and, and see how everybody was impacted, I really want to know. So please, if you're, if you're hearing these words, if you work at a float center, if you manage, if you own, get to the owners and let's fill out these surveys, please, please, please. Um, there will be a link on the show notes page um, for that. But uh, beyond that, thank you guys for talking about PPP, social media, and uh, the apocalypse. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Kim, for taking show notes while we while we chat. Thanks to Gloria and Drew. Always such a such a darn treat. I love these nights, especially tonight like tonight. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, especially if you got all the way through this episode. My goodness. Thanks to everybody supporting us on Patreon. Uh, I know you only heard about us through social media, so thanks for following us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to uh, get... Oh, here's something I've never said on the podcast. Be sure to rate and review, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. I, we've never asked for ratings, but if you think it's five stars, uh, definitely uh, give us a rating. But if and, you think uh, it's four, don't. Yeah, no, no, no. Obviously, pass on that. <laughs> yeah, um, save your time. If you if you give us a five star, you can say anything about my accent that you want. <laughs> nice. No one's gonna hear you anyway. <laughs> As always, Terminator 2 got the future right perfectly. That's the best example of our future. We'll see you next week.